This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, somebody's asking what is a filly because I said um, this was the only filly in the race and, and Mike DeCock won. Sparkling Water was a filly that won the race. It's a female horse, basically. That's what a filly is. And it's usually a young female horse, a female horse that's maybe like three, less than four years old. Uh, so that's why I think it was incredible for Sparkling Water then to win this race as a filly. He's done it three times with Uku Uku and Ipintombi. I remember that horse also, uh, that filly Ipintombi. Anyway, um, let's go over to Morocco now as Banyana Banyana take on Nigeria in their opening match at WAFCON, the women's AFCON, and we are joined by the media office of Banyana Banyana, Sinetemba Mbate. Sinetemba, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us tonight here back home. Hi, Tawisa. Good evening to you and the viewers. I hope my nerves will allow me to be able to speak here today. So, <laughs> yeah, I just give you guys uh, an idea of what is happening. Yeah, never-wrecking moments. <laughs> no, I can understand. I can understand. There's just a corner. There was a corner kick. Now, obviously, we're a bit delayed on TV by a few seconds, but there's just been a corner kick for Banyana Banyana. Still yeah. nil-nil, almost half time. But um, uh, firstly, before we uh, even talk about the game, how has it been in Morocco? How has the team been received? Are you happy with how the preparations have gone ahead of this game? I'm, I'm very happy. I think Coach Desiree Ellis mentioned that when we first arrived and, you know, uh, she had to send. She had to do a lot of interviews on radio, and she was speaking of how how warm welcomed we were here in Morocco, especially the South African embassy in Morocco. They made many things easy for us, so it has been easy to maneuver around from the training field to our hotel and stuff. So the only thing that has been a problem has been the heat here. Oh. We're coming from winter back home, and then yeah, it's 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 hard like it's really really hard so it, it that uh first week of acclimatization was very important for the team in order for their body to actually adjust to the weather here in morocco but other than that the preparations have moved on so smoothly the players in camp as confirmed by the doctor all of them fit and we're ready for today's encounter as it can be seen on the field of play so it has been a great day here in morocco Okay, that's interesting. Very hot in Morocco. And that, do you get the feel that it's a big tournament? Does it feel like a WAFCON? And do you get treated like that? It is. Uh, and I think I, we have to, you know, we have to clap hands for CAF for the job that they've done in making this uh, WAFCON a big tournament. From the way that they are dealing with the players uh, to the way that they are handled when they are coming here to the stadium to play. It's just been incredible. And it, I think that's what made us so happy to see the progress in women's football. When you look back to the tournament in 2018 and comparing it to now, the way it has been sold, the visibility of women's football has been absolutely amazing. And I think we're going to see clips from today's game and every other game that is going to follow after this. Uh, that will just give an idea just how big of a tournament that is. That this has been in Morocco, from the transportation to the hotels that the teams that are, are playing in, the fields, the balls, like everything has really been amazing. The way that CAF has really prepared for the tournament is, is amazing. Well, that's good to hear. And I know it's always the obvious question, but how is the team spirit? Because I saw you post some, share some nice videos of the team. Um, they look like they are united. They were happy in song ahead of this game. How would you describe the team spirit in this Banyana Banyana squad? <laughs> you know, uh, our mantra in this team is unity. Like uh, the coaches, the technical team rather, and everyone else believes that without unity, there is nothing that we can achieve. You can train as much as you want to, 
Uh, but if your t- if there is no unity in the team, then there is nothing that you can achieve. And I think that's what um, the players have been displaying. The unity is absolutely amazing. And I like to describe them as a group of sisters that enjoy playing football with each other. Uh, from the hotel to to uh, meal times, like they are so united. Everything that they do, they are so united at training. The way they push each other, the way they talk to each other is just simply amazing. And I think that's what's going to take this team far. The unity, the togetherness, the sisterhood is what's going to take this team far. And is the belief that they can win it, their first WAFCON title? <laughs> you know, that has been that has been a difficult one because everyone is tipping South Africa to win this. Ah. And, uh, you know, and, and we're a bit scared. And one journalist came to me this morning and they're like, uh, between winning this game and winning the actual AFCON trophy, what do you want? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I think I just want the AFCON trophy. But you know what? It wouldn't hurt to win this game as well. But you know what? Um, I've been telling people, my friends and everyone back home that, you know what, this is the first time that I've seen Banyana want something so badly. They want the title so badly and there is no doubt that they're going to give it everything that they have. It's absolutely incredible to see how hard they are pushing. It's like a wounded lion. Like It's like that they are still being haunted by what happened in 2018, that mm. even the Buhari victory I couldn't make up for. So they are pushing hard just to come back home with the title. Okay, wonderful. Snetemba, thank you for joining us. Golas at halftime, right? Yes, it is halftime. It is okay. halftime. Golas at halftime. And it's Tabi, so it's still like like Morocco. It only goes the sun only sets around nine. So I'm surprised when I'm calling back home and people are like, it's dark. I'm like, how is it dark at eight? We don't know that in Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. Hopefully you'll be there until the end, especially because it is so hot and you don't come back to cold South Africa. But thank you, Sinetemba Mbata, who is the media officer for Banyana Banyana. So as you heard from her, it is goalless at halftime. Evening, the member Tulane from Milan. Can you please tell the guests that we're not ready to welcome them at home until the end? of the tournament with a trophy that's how we rate them we rate them so high that we believe in them that they will bring the trophy home here in south africa to bring out some smiles here in the country thanks okay thanks for for that Tulani. that's exactly what i said just before uh, the break there but let's get analysis from sabc sports senior reporter veli lemyan who's been watching and tweeting and commenting about the first half before we get to the first half velile um uh, good evening firstly thanks for speaking to us tonight uh, good evening, Tabitha, and also to SFM business. Yes, Tulani says, and I also say they must stay there as long as they can, but Tulani says they mustn't come back uh, unless they win it. Um, there is also the small matter of, of making the semifinals and qualifying for the World Cup next year. What would be a priority for Banyana Banyana here? I, I think for all the teams um, at this stage is to, is to make that top four at least. Um, and, and also, you know that... Um, there are two teams, um, if they don't make the top four, that still have a chance to go to the zonal qualifiers mm. um, if they are outside the, the, that top four. But I think the first thing, you first make sure that you qualify for the World Cup to be in that top four. And uh, from there, um, anything else, including winning, uh, is a bonus. And I think in this case, all the other 11 teams, um, it's, it's something, yes, they are prioritizing. But uh, for the Super Falcons of Nigeria, um, 
I think in Nigeria they kind of look at it as a, as a best right to win this competition. Um, as you know, that uh, they are chasing their record uh, tenth title. Yeah, I was about to say, I think for Nigeria, it's a given for them that they will reach top four because they've won it nine times already and the expectations for them is to is is. Is to, is, to, is, is, is to win the tournament. Unlike for us, I think for us, what's more important is actually qualifying for the World Cup and then winning the tournament. But for them, yeah, they, they expect to qualify for the World Cup easily. And what do you make of the, of the, of the Nigeria team that's been assembled here? Yeah, they start as heavy favourites. Can they defend their title and go and win that 10th one? I think um, without blowing our own horn, we have to say that uh, we, we really come a long way and then... Um, and now, uh, watching this first half, you can say that uh, we really do fit in as, um, you know, taking nothing away from the rankings. But I think Banyana Banyana is the top two uh, nation when it comes to football uh, on the continent now, uh, with all due respect to to to, to, to Cameroon. And, and I think even the Nigerian Falcons, they know themselves. Um, besides the, the score or, or our performance and beating them, right in their own backyard in the Aisha Buhari Cup, um, if you consider that in the last tournament in 2018, we beat them in the group stages and um, they could only beat us on penalties to lift the trophy. Uh, but I, I, I think Nigeria know even themselves that this Banyana Banyana team is, is very different. So, and I think for me, what stands out the most from our team is um, in that starting 11, um, seven players are playing overseas and you can see their quality. Mm. And, and this reminds me of um, recently, when we were playing in the qualifiers, we lost training with a squad dominated by locally based players mm. uh, against Zambia in, in Lusaka. And a few days later, we played a qualifier against Algeria. Uh, Coach Des uh, changed the team and brought in nine overseas based players, and the rest was history uh, at Orlando Stadium. So I think um, even Nigeria themselves, they know that this is a different Banyana Banyana team, and their dominance on the continent is really being shaken. It sounds like you are impressed by what you've seen from Banyana Banyana in the first half. Are you? Uh, no, certainly, certainly. Um, even though I have to say that uh, uh, given the quality um, of the two teams, when when you look at what we've seen uh, uh, already, um, I think in the first, um, what can I say, in, in, in the first uh, 15 minutes, it was all Banyana. They had uh, some good chances, uh, maybe not clear-cut chances inside the box, uh, because Nigeria was defending um, smartly there, but you could see that uh, we, we we had that dominance. But after that, Erajewabu's uh, cover after that um, in the midfield, because they they can't deal with the trickery of our players, mm. uh, especially in the midfield. So Nigeria regrouped, and you could see that they were more compact um, in, in the midfield. But I have to say, Tabi, so you know, uh, they say they age like old wine and no go at all for me. And it's interesting how strikers, as they as they as they grow older, they they make good central defenders. No go the way she's uh, silenced. Um, Asisat Oshola, the reigning um, four-time African mm. Women's Footballer of the Year. Barcelona star. Two, exactly, exactly. Well traveled too. You know, um, the way she she dealt with her in, in, in this first half. Smartly so, and in a, especially in the tournament where there's VAR. You know, one slight mistake, the VAR will come back, but she plays clean. You know, there was this solid technique um, that she dealt with, and also the way she plays off her shoulder um, as well. So um, I think I, I, I've, I've been very impressed um, with, with our girls, and I just hope that this is some performance that they can also 
uh, take uh, into, into into the second half. And I think you, you can see that uh, Nigeria, they are still, uh, they have not forgotten what Tembi uh, Khatana uh, did to them um, in, in, in Lagos. And you, you can see in, even in how uh, they, they are playing here. Um, her combination up front with uh, Jermaine Supersenior, you know Jermaine has not been around for some time now, uh, for Banyana Banyana, but you can see uh, her quality here. And for one of the players who's not even playing overseas, but playing for UWC here in the Hollywood Betsy Super League, mm. um, on the right channel, um, she's also been uh, impressive um, for me. But I think now what, what we need to do uh, in the second half we need just more box entries, okay. a bit of composure, and also being clinical as well. Okay, Velile. Thanks. We need more box entries then. Let's look ahead to an exciting second half. Thanks for that. But we want to go back to the venue quickly because that's where we find um, uh, journalist Samuel Akmadu, uh, who writes a lot about women's football, Nigerian journalist. Samuel, good evening. Thanks for taking our call in South Africa. How has the first half been for you? Yeah, it's it's been an interesting game. Uh, game quite quite a navy one. I think both sides are really really gave a very good account of themselves. It's just uh, a match I feel lives, uh, is living to its feeling. I think everyone has expected a lot, expected a very keggy and tightly contested game, and I think this is it. Uh, we're seeing it, even though uh, the two sides hasn't really probably uh, seen the best of themselves. But again, it's uh, it's it's that high profile game you expect, and I think very much tension soaked. So much quality from both sides. But again, uh, we think we can see uh, a much improved game uh, in the second half. But again, realistically, overall, I think uh, it's an exciting game. Uh, South Africa seemed to have uh, had the upper hand in the first half. You know, Civil uh, Silver, you know, her comeback has really improved the quality of the team. You know, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how uh, both teams are managing the game. And I think this uh, second half could be uh, a, 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 an interesting half yet again. I think it's really difficult to tell which side it could go. But again, I think I'm excited about how both sides have uh, tried to size up themselves and I think looking uh, to get all the, the important win. But again, it's still early in the tournament to feel and this is who could be uh, the best team. I think that will be decided on the final day. Hopefully, both teams meet again. And, and um, what are the expectations in Nigeria? Do you expect it to win it, having won it nine times? Because here for Banyana, the first priority is to get into the semis and qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, for, for Nigeria, it's a natural phenomenon that Nigeria always win every com- competition they go into, especially women's football. And being in Africa, uh, it's somewhat uh, being considered a bad right. And again, uh, considering the strength of the squad, the depth of quality we've, we've presented in this tournament, it's practically the strongest team you would have imagined seen through the tournament's uh, 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 starting uh, squad list. So I think uh, you having a team that boasts of uh, uh, 22 uh, international players. These are professional players who play in top clubs uh, in Europe and also uh, in America. I think it's uh, it's it speaks volume about the talent in Algeria and also uh, the great potentials we have abroad. And you know, when you look beyond the starting lineup, you look at the bench, high-profile players on the bench who are yet to even have a, uh, an opportunity to play. And a lot of you know a team uh, with uh, 13 debutants, you won't be surprised that the expectations are quite high. And everyone wants Nigeria, expect Nigeria to win naturally just like they do. But again, uh, it's heavy pressure on around uh, uh, the world drum and American. All coaches who had come in the last three editions had won it. So uh, we're not winning the fourth time with such a huge um, and strong squad. Uh, we really leave him uh, no chance of even getting closer just, to the just world. Just a quick one, Samuel, as we wrap up. A word on Ashley Plumtree, who, who was born in England, plays for Leicester. We've seen her on SABC in the FA Women's Super League.
yeah, for me, I think she's been exciting. Ashley Plumter, great quality player. She's uh, been impressive. She's joined the team. Uh, you know, she's made her debut against Cote d'Ivoire. And I think uh, she's a great quality. And this is part of why we're encouraging a lot of foreign bonds to also come into the team. Uh, a lot of them has come through. We've sized them up. And I think Plumter is one top quality, a huge bargain for Nigeria, especially knowing that she played in the top lane in England. And uh, she's bringing great quality. And again, you showed that she, she, you could see the level of her quality. It's almost even much more than what you could imagine in Africa. Okay, interesting there. Uh, Ashley Plumtree. Thanks, Samuel. Enjoy the rest of the second half. Yeah, same here. Thank you. Thank you. We just have to go because of time. Ashley Plumtree, who is a Nigerian father, played at junior levels for England and now representing Nigeria. Goalers at halftime. They're back for the second half. Matches live on SABC Sport Channel. That's it from us then. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow.